Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 666. That's why I've got the uh, smoke machine running, uh, and... Uh Oh, it doesn't seem to be doing the thing that I thought it was going to do. In fact, everything stopped working. That's awesome. Now I'm stuck in red and I can't switch any of the... Uh... <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? <laughs> so that really has backfired. But uh, for some reason, how weird. Okay, that has actually stopped working. That is the, the weirdest thing. I'm gonna have to, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to unplug. This is the first time this has ever happened. Uh, this is Sonic Talk. Welcome to Sonic Talk. Sonic Talk. There we go. That, well, that's better. I beg your pardon. I can I can take this off, but I can prove to you I have got smoke going. If I just blow a bit more smoke out. It's actually, um, it's not, it doesn't smell of anything, unfortunately. But every time I press the button, the... Um, there must be some kind of serious, I don't know what it is, regulator in here, and it just it killed all my monitors. So the, the show went black, and it obviously killed the USB. There must be this massive interference. But uh, there's the smoke. Episode 666. Yeah, it's a podcast to do with uh, not technical issues, though one might be, uh, uh, might think otherwise, generally. Um, but uh, to do with music technology, music production, uh, sampling, software, all of those kind of things. And we've made it to 666. It's astonishing, isn't it? Uh, we're also available on Spotify, Stitcher, Google, iTunes, uh, Alexa, all of those kind of places. You could listen to it in audio if you wish. Uh, and also, if you want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. We've been posting uh, a couple of things up there recently. I've got a preview of the circuit tracks uh, review. Uh, I've got some patches from Pigments 3, uh, a bunch of stuff up there if you want to support us, uh, just head over to uh, patreon.com slash sonicstate and that will uh, give you options to support us and we much appreciate the people who do and uh, all of those things. I, I want to say a quick one, I don't know if that's going to show up, Does it? yeah 666, I th who was that who put that, somebody put, it's uh, Wagyu put £6.66 into the uh, super chat which is very apt because episode 666 as far as we got. Anyway, welcome everybody. I'm going to go first to my demon, uh, de demonic hawking. <laughs> there we go. True 666. Rock. Rock and roll. Right. Dominic Hawken, uh, aka Mr. Wiggly, who is uh, <laughs> maker of the... Uh, Oh, I can't remember what it's called now. It's the uh, what's, it's called what's the incinerator. incinerator. It's called the incinerator. And uh, we had Dominic on last week where we boosted his uh, um, his, his his Twitter followers. He ran a competition. In fact, he might be uh, might be bringing out the the winners today on the show. I don't yeah, know. Is that yeah, true? A little later on, that should be fine. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to find uh, where 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 is it? It's real. It Real went to Mr. 200 Wiggly. followers or 194 or something. Just amazing. From 10, which is just uh, just blown away. The wow, power almost, of Sonic Talk. That almost feels, yeah, there we go. There it is. That almost feels like I could use that in advertising literature. Anyway, <laughs> lovely to have you, Dom. Lovely to have Thank you, you, Dom. Uh, I might have to you? take this well? off in a minute because it's super hot. Yeah, I'm really, really good, actually. The, 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 the plugin's been going really well. Uh, I took a couple of days off and, uh, yeah, just really, really good, actually. The, I'll tell you what, with the sun out, Everyone's just smiling. It makes a completely different kind of vibe to going outside, which is lovely. So really, I haven't been doing much musicality stuff other than uh, plug-in tweaks and stuff. But uh, getting outside was really nice. I hadn't been out for a bit. So yeah, really, Excellent. really, really yes. good. Can't complain Not at all. 
Good. I'm glad to hear it. And uh, I, I feel like I'm feeling very uh, naked now. I'm seeing you with a full head of hair. It's weird. It's weird it with hair. Very quite, weird. Yeah. yeah. It's I might weird. just keep it. You might just keep it. It looks, it, it looks really cool. I mean, that's the thing. I look great. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask your wife whether uh, she thinks it looks great before you before you make that final judgment. Uh, anyway, also, we have Mr. Charles Chicky Reeves, who's there in his studio in London uh, in front of his console. Uh, that's the TLA, isn't it? I think. It is. TLA yeah. uh, VTC 24. Excellent. Well, uh, Charles is mixer. Big. We haven't had him on for a while because Charles uh, has been uh, busy doing mixing stuff, uh, you know, doing a lot of work. So how are you, Charles? You've been busy. Well, you have been busy. How are things? I have been busy. Yeah, it's been great. I've been uh, I've been mixing, uh, doing a lot of remixing. I've had a couple of remix clients where I've had to do stuff completely analog because they just as a as a experiment they wanted to see what it was like so i was using my k2000 and my juno and everything going through analog preamps straight to tape and that's been a lot of fun trying to trying to get that done the old the old old-fashioned way which is sort of sampling stuff instead of putting it in the computer and doing uh, that yeah when you on and, at the same time we when we did the um the kind of tape issue with Jamie. Yes. Yeah. And you were, t- yeah. you were, you were, yeah, that's right. Okay. So that led yeah, to yeah. a bit more, Hey, can we do that? And you just think, Oh, crikey. Now I've got to get yeah. the mag, the mag, um, gun out and the, uh, isopropyl and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing that and I've also, I, I teach mixing. Yeah. Uh, so that's been keeping me busy and, Oh, you know, and I wanted to say, um, I, I kind of wish I'd waited to be not, not not for this show, but two shows from now, so I could be on six six eight, the neighbor of the beast. Ah, <laughs> thank you. That's the pun oh, for the day. <laughs> that's assuming you're on one of those streets where it's odd numbers and even numbers on yes. the side. If you're American actually style. one that does the, that, yeah, which is weird because you get up to sort of on a really long road, you get up to five thousand, and then you come back, and it's yeah, it's 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 hard to find. Very tricky. Okay, I've made the bad pun for the day, though. So no, that's go. okay. I appreciate it. Bad puns are always welcome. You never know. You never know when you're going to need a bad pun, and we may need one today. You never know. Um, but yeah, I want to say hello to all our friends over on uh, the YouTube and the YouTubes. There we go. Uh, Sonic State slash live. That's uh, youtube.com slash live. And also IRC. We've got them back. And also our Discord and Facebook Live. We should have Facebook Live running as well. I believe it is. But welcome to you all. I can't bring that chat. And I think that actually, I think that comes in via this page somewhere. I think it's connected, but I, people don't tend to comment so much on that one. Anyway, let's get let's get going. We got news this week. There's been movers and shakers in the world of the synth. Hi everyone, Dave Smith here with some really exciting news from Sequential. I was just realizing that it was 50 years ago that I graduated from Cal Berkeley with a degree in electrical engineering and computer science. And wow, what a trip it has been since that day. Uh, I never could have predicted what was gonna happen and what has happened. But here I find myself 50 years later announcing the fact we are becoming part of the Focusrite family. Focusrite makes such good... Yeah, you get it. Big news. Uh, we heard, I mean, we did hear on the grapevine sort of internally behind the scenes that something was afoot with uh, the whole kind of sequential and they were maybe kind of being acquired. And we had all sorts of 
kind of uh, harebrained ideas uh, who it might be. But in fact, it's Focusrite. Focusrite <coughs> have bought uh, Sequential, uh, which is great. I mean, Dave Smith is like 73 now, probably thinking, you know, I just want to, I don't want to have to deal with all the crap about running a business. Maybe he can now just be, I'm sure he doesn't have to do so much of that now these days. So maybe now he's just going to concentrate on coming up with funky ideas and designs. This is actually really big news. And, and, it feels like a pretty good fit. Um, I mean, Novation obviously uh, have taken a bit of a hit because Chris Huggett, who was behind a lot of their synth designs, sadly passed away. And, you know, that's meant that, you know, their genius boffin is kind of, uh, means maybe there's been some holdups in their own synth stuff. I mean, I could be wrong, but having this, all this expertise coming into the company maybe will change things enormously. I know, Charles, I mean, I know, have you got some sequential stuff? I can't remember whether you have or not. I've, uh, I've got a Rev 2 right now. Yeah, um, well, good choice. Nice synth. That. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I use it on just about everything. Yeah, you know it's funny because in this in this video you can see that I it, it, he's quite a subdued guy, but it, it it's still he's enthusiastic and uh, and I think that you know what you said about bringing in the, this all this expertise because he, he is an older guy and the, but the thing is he's really good at building a team around him and I and bringing all those people on board with what Novation's already doing. I think this could be a fantastic combination. Uh, I'm really excited to, to see what they come up with, you know, they, uh, no, because they're both great companies. I, I'm speaking specifically of, of Novation. I mean, folks are right, fine, you know, but, but I do like the Novation stuff, um, uh, which I, I've got a few pieces here and there. And like I said, I have the Rev2 and just imagine a combination of <laughs> even, even those two existing pieces of technology in one machine would be fantastic. I'd love it. Well, I think, uh, I mean, it, it doesn't say there's a, it's a merge at the moment, at least. They're saying that, you know, that basically Sequential are just going to be brought into the Focusrite umbrella because they have other brands as well. And I think it's going to be run as a separate thing. I don't know how much, you know, cross-pollination is immediately planned, but maybe that would be the case at some point in the future. I know, I, I was I was surprised. I thought, personally, it might be Yamaha because of the Yamaha uh, owning the, 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 the trade and, and that kind of goodwill that existed between them. And also Yamaha themselves... You know, they've got a lot of engineering experience, but they're not putting a lot into maybe analog synthesizers at the moment. Um, but yeah, it wasn't. It's Focusrite. I know, Dom, you, you got, what have you got? Have you got any from either brand? Um, well, I've got a load of DSi stuff. I've got uh, my, my Prophet 6 is is my favorite and an OB6. And what else have I got innovation-wise? Um, I've got Supernova from way back. And I mean, yeah, a big fan of, of, of both, really. And I, I mean, this is... Um, it's good news. It's really good news. It's 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 giving an epic man and his history a pension, which is important. I think. I mean, I don't know if he's a multi-billionaire or not, but it's really hard when you are the focus of everything and everything comes from you. You're really the value in the company, and it's very hard to to monetize that sometimes and get something solid in the bank, particularly if you haven't got solid kind of recurring revenue. If you're basically selling your synths every time you make a new one and generally the way to, to, to make more revenue is to make another synth that, that's a that's a tough position to be in sometimes when you're um, well beyond retirement age and everything and I, and I think that's put a, a chunk of cash hopefully in his bank account that allows him to worry less about the future and his family and so on and also a chunk of cash behind potentially new um, new releases and so on so and ultimately it's clearly not a merger they they are clearly two separate entities and, and ultimately i'm sure that will move 
together, particularly if he starts taking a bit more of a back seat on the whole thing. Um, but it's this, it is, it is a really common problem in, in successful companies where they are geared so much around one man, Apple being the, the, the biggest example of a huge multi-billion one, but even down to small agencies or, or advertising agencies and stuff where a creative guy gets a name for it. And you say, well, if I leave, you know, your, 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 your stock plummets, not just your, 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 your stock on the market, but you know, the, 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 the weight behind you and the belief in you would complete them. So if he said, right, I'm going to retire guys, cheers. And uh, don't worry, innovation have taken over. It'd be a completely different situation. Well, that's true. So, I suppose, I suppose you know. the thing is innovation, uh, uh, focus, right. At least have this, this kind of have gone Sorry, through this because right. obviously Phil Dudridge, you know, was the, the, the main guy behind a lot of the focus, right stuff, the engineer. So they've been through this process and Phil's still around, you know, I mean, he's not, hasn't retired, but I think he stepped back. You know, he was. Uh, uh, um, there was a guy called Giles Orford who ran the company for a while, and so you know he's been moving away from the day-to-day -day stuff. So they, mm, I guess, mm. they know how that works. And uh, Focusrite themselves have gone kind of public. You know, their stock. There was a report about you know how much cash they had in the bank, and they sort of needed to do something with yeah. it. And they bought Adam, uh, the speaker manufacturer, and they've bought uh, now they've they bought Sequential. No idea how much it's they they paid, but you know I I'm hoping it's a considerable amount. But it, I guess the other thing is it means the employees of sequential are secured as well because yeah exactly exactly that and and you know there'll be uh, i mean i did something a little similar with 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 one of our companies where we were bought out and you're locked into um uh, uh, an earn out period which is you know in this it's absolutely perfect because his he will be he will have committed a certain amount of years if this is not cut and thrust business this is just if you're a public company and you do these kind of things in order to justify the transaction to the board you actually have to have these contractual obligations in place yeah. so he will be locked for in for it. five yeah. years or or whatever the thing will be whether and i'm sure he wants to be um and and you know his his uh his payout will probably be geared around that and but but ultimately i'm sure and he hopefully it's done like this he would it would have given him a a chunk of cash which he can invest and live off and he doesn't actually have to worry whether he had to worry before i don't know but everyone tends to worry about their income no matter how high it is and and, yeah. and this will basically allow him to just concentrate on what he wants to do and exactly the same as you you know running a company when it gets to that kind of size is a full-time job let alone coming up with synths and, and making sure that they all work so clearly he's good at building teams and he should be you know he's been through the mill enough to know what a good deal is as well so it, it feels cool it feels cool and i'm certainly for the next few years i'm sure they'll be operating and and focus right should keep them operating as a completely separate entity not just a separate brand yeah well they've been doing um, I, but, I was looking at the uh, some of the financials and you know they 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 they're up sort of 93 percent um focus mm, right uh 24 mm. million eight dollars uh, 18 million quid it looks like was the uh, the figure uh -huh. which is a considerable sum of money nice one yeah um, i was going to say one one last thing though that i it's i think it's really good that they've decided to do business with you know i'm not going to call out any names here but they decided to do business with a company that won't really cheapen their brand at all you know right it's they're a solid company you know they both make great products so i yeah. i really that that i found very personally <laughs> that made me very happy to hear yeah, well, I agree. I mean, it feels like some good news and it's nice to see that uh, there's some news and it feels sort of benign. There's no kind of hostile takeover stuff. It's obviously something they've uh, they've been talking about a long time. So, yeah, good good for them. And uh, Dave is a lovely guy. He, when I first interviewed him, I think it was at uh, NAM many years ago. And it, I just thought, what because I've never met him before, I said, what a really, really nice guy. I mean, this was probably... This was back when we were four three aspect ratio. You know that's how long ago I interviewed him. So yeah, nice, not nice. I'm I'm very pleased for Dave. It's good.
good news all round. Um, okay, so what else have we got? Um, let's let's get on to. Oh yeah, I th this came up. This was. Um, I'll play a bit of this. I'm not sure how much is it conveyed in the video. This is the Loop Masters thing. Um, they've released Loop Cloud or Loop Cloud uh, version six, which, as we know, has been sort of going. You know, well, it's up to version six. We generally had them in, and they've uh, been demoing the features. In this version, they've added this sort of AI tone matching, spectral matching, harmonic matching of samples and rhythmic matches. So you can find some samples. They could be your own and then have them matched with other stuff that, so you immediately know what might fit, which seems like a really kind of intelligent use of AI, I guess. And you know, as we know, Luke Cloud is a paid service. You can get a free version, but I like the way they... They did Octavining on this guy's rap I think it's Octavining. Anyway. That was really beside the beside the side. Um, Dom, you're into coding. This AI thing, you know, we we do briefly yeah. touch on it once in a while, and it feels like uh, this feels like a really good uh, way of utilizing that kind of technology in terms totally. of how that might work. Totally. I mean, I, I use Loop Cloud a lot, um, and I also use a couple of other. Uh, kind of sample comparison manipulation things, if I can remember what they are. Oxo make one, I think. I'll, I'll have a look in a second. I'll come back to it. But um, yes. And the other thing that Loop Cloud have, because it kind of depends what AI they're using, is they have, um, they must be amassing a load of data about people who use this sample also use this sample. So the, the recommendation engine that comes out of things like Spotify and what have you, which is, do you like this song as well? You're pretty likely to because 100,000 other people who like this song like this song as well. And, and, and that, to me, is a form of AI anyway because it's intelligence based on data that you've gathered and that you're processing. And they've been around up to version 6 now for long enough to be... Um, to be able to do that kind of stuff. And then the other thing that hopefully this is beginning to address is that it's kind of easy enough to compare kick drums. So, you know, you can do a, technically a fast Fourier transform on one of those things and it will tell you the frequency content and 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 how bassy it is and whether it's got a click on the front and how long it is and all that kind of stuff and what frequency the, the bass note of it is. And so you can pull together, um, as long as you've got enough processing power, uh, a, a, a comparison list of kick drums. And generally it, what happens is in the background on that stuff, it's kind of processing away and making a big list really of of... of, of this kick drum has all these similar in this kind of order. Um, so that's easy, but it's harder to do on rhythmic stuff or on stuff that evolves or, you know, this loop is similar to this loop is, is actually hard to do um, because you can do all the technical aspects and think about the frequency, but you might end up with a kind of trip hop loop versus a, a house loop if you're not careful you know just just because sonically they fill the same space right and your algorithm might say well they, these are pretty similar have a look at this but um you know I suppose it's, you've, got it's all the other, like, you've got all the other tags and things that would go along with that that kind of the, yeah it definitely helps but if you've literally if someone's uploaded a sample or, or because with the sound uh, with the, the loop cloud stuff you can upload your own sounds into it and that's one of the nice things about it so it can manage your entire library so it don't really know about you know i never tag half my stuff um so i ai should be able to um to look at it and go actually well almost like the feel of this or the or the nuance of this is is laid back or whatever in the same way that i've always i've always been amazed at shazam with I mean, I saw a, a demo of Shazam literally years ago, probably 
20 something years ago, the very, very early days of the internet, couldn't work out how it was doing it. So that their ability to identify stuff um, and the algorithms they use can be applied I'm sure in a similar way to this kind of thing, um, but but this this AI that they're using, I'm sure, is based on a critical mass of of, of users as well. So the more users, the better yeah, I mean, they've got a lot of people. I think they've probably been collecting that data for a long, long time because people have mm. been using LoopCloud, and LoopCloud is was one of the first ones to kind of pipe the live application into the DAW session via a, a plugin, which makes it yeah. a lot more contextually relevant. I mean, because as we know, I mean, there's, we've all told stories about, you know, the the, the six-hour search for the perfect snare back in back in the day in, in a, in a yeah. $200 an hour studio. I mean, that that's no longer relevant. And for a lot of people, this kind of works as a starting point, you know, I mean, I, people are often very poo-poo about using samples and loops, but actually when you're working fast and you're writing stuff, you might want to throw it really, really quick together just so it gets the juices flowing and then replace it with other stuff later. It doesn't have to all be built, totally. you know, in that sort totally. of way. Totally. You know, so and I mean, I've got no problem about using samples either. I mean, if I'm going to take a four-bar loop with a tune and a bass line on it and sing over the top, that's slightly different. But, you know, almost everything I build up is either, you know, based fundamentally on samples or laying stuff together. And the kick drum example in dance stuff is, is a really good example because there are billions of kick drums around. And if you've just got an array of varied names on a hard drive, it's really, really hard. Or snare drums as well, you know, finding something with a similar character. And yeah. I, it's never, ever worked beyond that. It's never been now find me a loop like this. I've never found anything that does that. And so this really is kind of next level stuff. If it can get close enough, um, then you know you, you won't end up with your old favourites or the ones you go oh yeah I remember yeah let's see if I can find that one suddenly it'll open up um, a whole well, true, range I, of I new suppose stuff. I, I know the thing about AI and algorithmic stuff is you can Charles is sometimes you can end up with this kind of mean. Um, mean state can't you whereby everything is you know you've got the kind of winner because the deviance the deviation from the from the median is kind of what the ai kind of figures out i mean I, i'm paraphrasing because right. i don't know anything about it really but you can end up with this sort of like band of uh, of mediocrity if you're not careful i suppose yes yes i agree uh you know and, and you know based on also what you were saying earlier like this is something i really could have used years ago because i've got terabytes of sample <laughs> sample banks <laughs> just like just sorting through all of it and spending forever and it's a, the fact that you can use this to analyze what you what you already have that's great um it is a little you know like i think dom you were saying earlier about the um you know they, they about them you know collecting data so you know if a hundred thousand people have liked this or that you well to me that's like i i don't I don't use loops at all, and it, it's not. I have nothing against them. I just, I just don't really anymore. Um, I, but I will probably go back through a phase of doing it again. It's just right now I'm into into making stuff with sense instead. But um, but the, if a hundred thousand people are using a particular sample that or something that sounds like it, that's that's the kind of thing that would sort of push me away from wanting to mm, use you're it, right? Like, like, you know, True. because how do you stand out about the noise otherwise? Um, so, but like I said, analyzing, being able to analyze the sample library that you already have uh, and being able to sort of, I guess, uh, tag it in a way, that's very useful to me. That that in itself would make something like this really useful. I don't know if I'd use it to pull stuff that they have off their off their servers, but certainly to analyze what I already have. And because it would be more it'd be more than an FFT. Wouldn't it? It would. It I would guess. Be yeah, there must be uh, the energy of frequency too. content and the the spacing of the transients when you've 
uh, you know, when you're a certain fixed BPM, I guess all of that stuff will come into play. You know, th those yes, are the sort yeah. of things that will probably. And, and, and like Dom said, you know, it could be you could get, end up with a house loop when you're trying to get trip hop or vice versa. You know, so yeah. I, <laughs> excuse me, sorry, allergies. Um, I, I don't know that I would use this for anything else, but I would be interested in using this for analyzing my own massive sample mm. library I, well, yeah I, well, I mean i did say that it does and I, I but i should probably double check that because i don't actually because i know uh, certain things certain aspects of the loop cloud ai stuff or the engine doesn't apply to your own samples you can catalog them and you can store some of them in the cloud there's all sorts of stuff there but they went from because yeah. it used to be you could just buy some points and have them sitting there in credit and now they've gone like everybody into subscription which kind of makes sense for a lot of people but yeah. I, yeah. I suppose this is could be a precursor of you know longer analysis so you could basically just kind of go, well, I've got this uh, sad feeling something or other tone and I want to bring yeah. the other elements in mm. to build a soundtrack totally. around a scene that I'm doing for a movie or a, a, some a TV drama or something. And you've got this kind yeah. of recommendation. I mean, we're not far away from that, I guess. Those are the sentiments. If you're building something like if you have to do something really quick, I imagine that this is this would be really great for that. If you have to really throw something together fast and it has to you know, have a certain sonic sonic signature and yeah, be you know of a of a certain quality. I think it'd be great for that. I I I I, I can't see myself using it just yet, but I also, if I get a brief and my deadline is in two days and it's <laughs> ten tracks in two days, <laughs> which I have gotten briefs like that, then yeah, I'll I would I would I would probably up my subscription and have access to the stuff and throw stuff together as fast as I could. Yeah, no, interesting. In fact, I used one of the samples, a vocal sample. I grabbed a vocal sample. I was just looking for a key. I didn't use any of the I.O. stuff. I haven't got that upgraded to that, but uh, to, to throw into the uh, to the circuit. So anyway, um, uh, yeah, Loop Cloud, just interesting use of, uh, it sort of feels like a non-threatening use of AI and something that, you know, we're always looking for these things that make things easier rather than just too creatively suggested I suppose. Um, let's just take a break there. Isotope a Producers Club is a one-of-a-kind membership for of producers AI as well. ready to take their tracks to the next level. Once you join, you'll gain access to powerhouse Isotope plugins and a curated selection of tools from our partners, such as Melodyne from Celimony. Plus, as long as you're a member, you'll get every future update to the Isotope plugins in your membership for no extra cost. We'll also regularly serve you new curated content like exclusive inspiration-sparking sample packs and preset packs, and industry-leading training ranging from our own tutorials to vocal production lessons from the world-renowned Berkeley Online, taught by Grammy-winning producer and engineer, Prince Charles Alexander. With new content being added every month full of valuable production techniques, tips and tricks, and solutions to common production problems, becoming a member is an investment in your career that grows as you and your career do. For more information on Isotope Producers Club, head to isotope.com. And of course, they do have a couple of subscriptions. You've got the Music Production uh, Suite and the Producers Club Pro, which has got RX Pro, if that's what you need. And just to remind you, uh, you can also save 10% uh, on uh, any Isotope products, not subscriptions and not hardware, if you head over to isotope.com forward slash Sonic Talk uh, and use the code SONIC10 at checkout. Save 10% on any Isotope plugin uh, or bundle. Much we're very pleased to have them continuing to support the 
podcast. Even as we get to 666, you'd think everybody wouldn't want to be involved in one of those, but hey, we're going to do it. Um, right, let's say, what were we going to have a look at next? Oh, I kind of, I'm, 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 I'm keen. Um, I suppose we should probably do the Apple news thing because, you know, it's been, it's that time of year when they announce their, their new products and it's been an interesting kind of week. If you're interested in this sort of stuff, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but these are the, the new iMacs, which are, they look kind of like an iPad on a stick to me. I mean, I'm not really quite sure why you'd want an iMac that thin. I'd rather have it thicker and have more connection ports and points on it. But hey, and then we've got the iPad Pro, which is uh, super, you know, it's got an M1 chip in it. Uh, and you can spend like up to two grand on an iPad Pro, which just seems kind of a bit pointless because there aren't any pro apps to it. So I don't want to go too long down that line, but I wouldn't mind, I still wouldn't mind one of their uh, M1 chips. And I think there's there were news on, uh, I think M2 chip is also in production, maybe coming some announcements a bit later on. I don't know. Um, Dom, you're a Mac user, I guess. I, I don't know whether you've Love got them, an yeah. iMac or, I mean, it just feels like I've that got iMac one of the, is a bit of a weird beast what i mean was that thin you can't see how thin it is you're in front of it what's the point yeah it's weird i've, I've got one of those the, the 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 dead end round really expensive black um mac, mac pros which i've had for a long yeah. time was was trash horrendously can. expensive trash can max yeah um and and way over specced and has lasted brilliantly and and, and i love it luckily i i got just hugely over specs and it was a fortune but it's paid off in the long term and it still runs brilliantly but i can't really upgrade it which is the problem with all of those things uh, but it's been really good to me i've got an imac no, none of these are m1s these are all quite old now i've got an imac in the office that i used to code on with a big screen um and i've got an older mac pro laptop and i love the way everything works together and I, I from a geeky point of view i love the way it kind of talks unix and i can type at servers and do coding and it's just just nice um and i definitely i held back from um upgrading because i want an m1 now you've said m2 obviously i'll hold back again for that <laughs> one and you know i'll never never get there in the end but um but they haven't got me yet and, and for the same reasons that you've just said I, i'm a, an avid user of iPads and iPhones and my daughter's just iPad crazy. So we, we really have kind of drunk the Kool-Aid on the whole Mac thing for a long time. Um, and I, they haven't got me yet on the M1. There's not, not a machine out there. I think if I was going to buy one, I would probably be the, the Mac mini yeah. specs up to the eyeballs, but, but that's not, it hasn't tempted me enough. But if I, if I had a project to do and, and my, my, my Mac broke and I had to go out and buy one tomorrow, then that's what it would be. But I, I want to wait for, not necessarily the M2s, but I just want to wait for the the, the the pro version, I think, to come out. I would definitely get um, the iMac to go in my office if, if if that one failed. That's that's becoming a little ancient now, and I can't remember uh, what, what release it was, but it's it's doing fine, but you can see it's kind of creaking a little bit. So at some stage that'll get replaced. And, and, and it's a great office machine. I don't think I'd use the iMac in the studio though. It just uh, doesn't feel right. Plus the fact I've got one of those Raven uh, touchscreen things that I use for, you know, it's, it oh, integrates yeah. with logic and you can do that. So I kind of need that screen in front of me. Um, so that would kind of negate that, but uh, no, I'll wait. But they, they I, from what I can see, pretty much all of them would blow my my original Mac Pro overspec, very expensive machine out of the water, really. So um, yeah, but you've, so I mean, the thing is, you've had it for years and years. So it's uh, in yeah. terms of an investment. I know, I know, Charles. I don't know whether I, I think your your Mac, you're not, uh, um, uh, don't use any other flavour. But any of this kind of, it feels a bit like 
an interim. It doesn't feel like it's any of the stuff that any of us might want. Yeah, but I could be I, I'm still running a, an Apple II CI with a Studio <laughs> Vision on Oculus interface here. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, I have uh, the, the trash can Mac, and uh, but I'm running the – I use that as like a – as a mastering thing. But I my whole studio is run on an iMac Pro, which which I love. It's it's fine. You know, it, it's not – it's more than fine. It's really fast. Um, I do have a client of mine who upgraded his studio using the, the, uh, the Mac Mini with the M1 chip in it. And – he he had the same computer I have, and he said, "Yeah, it's it's uh, amazingly fast." <clears throat> the only thing he doesn't have is uh, it doesn't come with a five K screen and all that stuff. So he had to he had to pony up for that in a different way. But um, yeah, this this uh, I'm not tempted by any of this, and I and I I've got uh, eighteen Apple devices in my household, wow. and I'm just not tempted by this at all but you know it's it's only because it just feels like yes it is a it is an improvement it doesn't feel like enough of an improvement to warrant it feels very much like lifestyle stuff they're selling here rather than yes. actual kind of things you might need apart from the uh, yeah. pro hdx screen which is a yeah. 6k screen which looks lovely but that's very very expensive but it should be i mean it's tight you know those kind of monitors are expensive i don't know but yeah yeah yeah, I I can't see myself, you know, making the jump just yet to a new, a new processor. Good. Well, I think we've covered that. I just want, I think I had to mention it because it's, you know, it, it's this time of year and that kind of stuff happens. I, and thank you to all of those folks in the chat room, uh, Adamski A and Wagyu. Uh, another 666. Wow. That's just, you're being very generous. I'm looking forward to the time where we can all get together and start to spend this money on some kind of entertainment for our panellists, uh, where we're all in the same place, uh, imbibing food or drink or whatever it may be. Um, okay, let's get on to... Um, Let's get on to this one. I think uh, oh, I forgot to put the blooming. Is it this one? Hey, everyone. No, it's not this one. I forgot what it was. Which one was hey, it? Hey, everyone. Baby, yeah, hey, there everyone. we go. This time on this Tim is, Talks uh, Tim Audio, Talks Audio we'll check out and this Smooth is the Operator Smooth by Baby Operator. Audio. Baby Audio has already released a number of different time-based plugins out there, including Spaced Out. They also have Super VHS and a whole lot more. Now they're gonna I'm going to fast forward this because this is a very interesting sort of resonant suppression plugin, which allows you to. It sort of it looks like a dynamic EQ, but it's it's more than that. I'm trying to find, yeah, so you can create these curves and the further down it comes, the more processing it. You can also solo the uh, frequencies it's working on and change the, uh, the rate and the amplitude and the frequency of what it's doing. Uh, it's called uh, Smooth Operator. It seems like a really interesting idea, actually. I, I don't know. I know, Charles, you're a big fan of uh, dynamic EQs, right? This looks oh, yeah. like something that is quite... It's a, it's an interesting window on perhaps existing technologies, but it seems like a really good representation of how to make it work. Yeah, it 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 would it would replace. So I use as a for almost all my side chaining stuff. I mean, it depends on the effect I'm going for. Uh, almost all side chaining I do using Track Spacer from Waze Factory. Um, so it would it would replace that. Just because, it, for those of you who don't know about Trackspacer, it has a very unique way of <clears throat> of doing sidechain stuff. So it only sidechains the specific frequencies that are part of the input, um, and you can 
choose which you know if like say for instance a bass versus a kick drum you can just just focus on so what's being compressed is just the low end of the bass you know as opposed to all of the bass being dipped down so this would do that uh, this also it, it's multi sort of a, uh it's a multi-band compressor they call Gosh, it a, reson a resonance suppressor. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's quite unusual. I, I haven't heard anything quite like this. And when I when I first saw the, or when I was reading the blurb about it, I, I, you know, it's like, oh, this will, you know, everything about it just sounded like, you know, a lot of like, we'll take your music to the next level, that kind of that kind of stuff, which is like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever, <laughs> you know. But it, but it really does actually sound really good. Uh, there, I've seen some other examples of it on online and people will put it on and I think, oh, it just sounds quieter or, or it just sounds duller or something like that. But uh, the, on that video you were just showing a clip of and, and a couple of other videos, the really gr great examples that just, it really does, you know, it really does balance out various things within a mix quite well. And this goes back to what we were talking about earlier with, um, with the, like, you know, something about the fast Fourier transport, uh, the FFT stuff is that you know like say for some some mastering assistants or some eq assistant plugins will take a section of music and they'll analyze it and then they apply this this thing to the average of what that that time period is right this seems to constantly be readjusting which uh they said it readjusts at what uh 44.1k um so i i hope right. that the yeah. That's the, the yeah, forty-four thousand times a second. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully that means that it won't only work in forty-four point one kilohertz, but uh, but still, even so, uh, that's it, that's really quite an adjustment. And to have something that is te that temporarily locked in, you know, is such a nice feature, um, and and it's cheap too. It's what thirty-nine. Yeah, I think it's thirty nine bucks from sixty nine. I've got the website here. This is a sort of illustration of this is this isn't automation. I think this is sort of moving. I thought, although I guess you might be able to automate it. It just looks kind of like an interesting idea. I must admit. I think we might be lining up to have a, a presentation with these guys in the future, and they got in touch, and I've not been aware of it. And I just thought, hmm. And I, there were a couple of other videos, like you said, which where this guy's going, this is actually really cool, and he, you know, experienced mixer and producer, and he's going, well, look, see what this is doing to just a vocal, and it really kind of takes some of the resonance sibilance it could be used like a ds or it can be used like a kind of debodifier or a increase you know th this sort of dynamic filtering is just is the interesting thing um yeah yeah dominic i mean you know you 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 now code plugins it's, this seems like a pretty nifty thing and it's just a very very simple interface i like it's very elegant it's, it's super cool there is there is another on the market by i think they're Irk sound is how you pronounce it oek sound called soothe 2 which is if it's probably one of the best plugins you've never heard of, but it comes at a hefty price tag. It's it's 179 pounds, and it's been out for a while. Uh, obviously, Soothe One came before it, and it, it is a dynamic resonance suppressor. Oh, so yeah. it's part of what yeah. this plugin offers. So so you can override it and do stuff. But generally, I have it and I use it, and and pretty much if you turn it on and turn it up, it reduces all the resonancy kind of peaks that you'd get. Um, and it's quite a nice tool to have. Uh, so, and that's the resonance suppression bit. So it's kind of cool. If you've got, say, uh, a Q3, the, the FabFilter Q3, um, 
EQ, you can you can see the waveform and you can see that the spikes going on and what's sticking out. So if you're looking at a vocal and if you hover the mouse over it, it will just freeze and allow the peaks to grow. So it's very in, it's very easy to see. Oh, look, there's a big spike around 3K there. Uh, I'll just easily pull that down. And FabFilter does that beautifully. Sooth 2 does it automatically so that it can just kind of get rid of that stuff and, and soothe everything out. What it doesn't do is any of this, the sidechain type stuff. Um, I use a plugin called, um, what's it called? Sweet Sonics Laser. It's called Laser by a company called Sweet Sonics. And that's purely for percussion stuff. Uh, but again, it will do rather than on, on a side chain, rather than just ducking the volume. So you've got your kick drum running and your string sounds going over the top, rather than just pulling down the volume of the strings every time the kick hits off, just like Charles was saying about track spacer, it just removes the frequency of the kick. So dynamically, it just makes space for that kick drum by just pulling out a picture of the kick drum every time. So all the top end stays there. It's not just a, a global dynamic tuck. And that was quite cheap, I think. Yeah, I'm just looking Maybe at it's this. it's gone up again. Um, I don't know. I'm so, so it's kind of got that as well. But it sounds like it's doing that uh, not just for a transient, not just for a kick drum. It's it's kind of able to to take two signals and go, right, I'm going to, this is my master track and I'm going to chop everything out to fit this in, which is just perfect for doing vocals and stuff. You know, it just, it makes the space by just removing the bits that it needs. Um, so I'm all over this because if nothing else, it's, dare I say, it's got the Mig Mr. Wiggly mantra of cheapness to it because, you know, <laughs> Sooth 2 is 180 quid. Uh <laughs> Sorry, I think I lost. Yeah, Sooth no, 2 is 180 quid. Um, and uh, you know, Sweet, Sweet Sonics was $99 or something, you know, and, and this is very, very cost effective. So if it does what it says, this is this is a beautiful thing. And on the technical side, um, yeah, it's perfectly possible to do this. It will use uh, a decent amount of, of processing power to get it, depending on how hard you're working it. But you can analyze very easily in real time uh, the frequencies within a sound and as they change you know and you can then remove basically you're doing that twice you're doing it to the original signal you're doing it to your side chain signal and you're just removing one from the other so right. it's 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 not a simple thing but it's perfectly doable in real time like that um at the cost of some cpu so yeah really nice to have this all in one plugin doing something that yeah. i think most people do 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 but with a combination of stuff without realizing it yeah, no, it's interesting. When we've talked about this before about creating space around things, it definitely, uh, yeah, it just looked really cool. And like I say, I think we might have a feature coming up with them sometime in the future. Uh, it's not been booked in or anything yet, but I think we might be able to do that. Okay, um, I should also, uh, well, let's just have a little bit of a, uh, a message from our friends over at Modal. Of course, the Cobalt 8 which I reviewed. I uh, really like the Cobalt 8, actually. Uh, Cobalt 8 has eight voice extended virtual analog. Uh, it's innovative oscillator with 34 algorithms, morphable four-pole ladder filter, 29 endless encoders for real-time control, internal sequencer and arpeggio MPE support, which is really good on this, and modal app for Mac, Windows, OS, Android, and VST3AU. If you want to find out some more, head over to modal electronics slash get uh, no, sorry, bit.ly slash get underscore modal. What am I saying? Yeah. Uh, thank you very much to them for um, supporting the show. Right. Uh, what was next? Right. Um, I guess we could talk about Al Schmidt. Al Schmidt, um, massively influential engineer, sort of 
his career has lasted throughout kind of the golden era and the changes of uh, through audio recording and working way back. You know, he originally started out working on 78 records right up to the to the, the 21st century, working with digital and whatnot. You know, 23 Grammys, massively influential guy. I don't really, I can't, I must confess, I don't know all that much about him. He passed away uh, recently, uh, age of 90, I think he was 91 or 93. So, you know, he's, he's had a good innings and I know that um, it seems to... You know, I'd mentioned it in the notes, and and I know Charles, you've mentioned it as well. Legendary engineers, you know, there are not not many of them around, right? That's right. And I also I knew him. Ah, okay. Too. Well, because he's yeah. he's uh, very uh, big on orchestral stuff, wasn't he? Which I guess uh, maybe you learned some stuff from him. I don't know. I'm making. I did. Well, I I first met him uh, in 2016, and um, I would say that. Like when, whenever anyone asked me, you know, how I learned to mix, even though I had been mixing for many years before I met him, I credit him with teaching me how to actually mix, mix music. Wow. Okay. Uh, he was, I mean, he was a, he was, he was a master craftsman and he was a really, really great human being. Um, and it's it's quite sad that he's gone, and I, I sort of selfishly thought he'd live forever, you know. Um, his his you know I, I, talking about his approach to to mixing, you know, he he'd mix a song really fast. He you know he it was all about the you know just getting the right mic technique, push the faders up, listen through the song a couple times to know what's going to happen, and then just run it off. And and um, yeah, he was. And he was like, okay, on to the next song. <laughs> he didn't wow. really EQ that much, didn't compress that much. Um, but uh, so, yes, Master Craftsman and everything, but my God, what a wonderful, wonderful That seems to be the, that seems to be a, a recurring theme, actually. Lots of people saying he's a lo really lovely yeah. guy. And I, I, I'm like, I say, I've just, had, I've got no experience of him. I, I've not, but I mean, he worked with Presley, worked with Count Basie, worked with Sinatra, worked with, you know, the entire kind of range of Paul McCartney, you know, big, the big guns, you know, he was the kind yeah. of, the guy you Al bring Giro, in. Yeah. Steely Dan. Yeah, Aja, wow. <laughs> I thought, and yeah, I thought Adrian was Massenberg. I thought George Massenberg did a whole bunch, but maybe that was a different. That was no, that was Little Feet. I think perhaps maybe I got them confused. Well, also with with Adrian, you know, I asked, I asked Al. Uh, he, I think his mix was what was used for sure uh, with Peg, and I asked, I asked him about because there was that, you know, there was that famous part where Michael McDonald sings Peg, and it's quite loud, and he. I, I was like, yeah, I missed that one. <laughs> you know, he, he, oh, well, you know, because, but it, it's just so insanely loud. Um, so that was, that was definitely his mix. And um, he, uh, I, I, he, he did say that, uh, he, that they're all sort of unsure which, whose mixes were used on what. So they all get credit for mixing pretty much. Um, but, you know, like one of I, I would say that, for example, I, I almost never used mics for vocals in Omni. You know, I never really thought about it. And then he was like, oh, you, you like he, he recommended there's a couple of mics specifically that are not terribly expensive that he recommended and said, yeah, just try doing, a, you know, make sure the room is nice and everything. But try doing the vocals using Omni. If, if you want them louder, just tell them to get closer because you don't get the proximity effect. 
And since then, that is kind of the only way I do vocals. They, they always turn out fantastic. It's so good. And it's just like, man, the guy's just, he's just, a, he was such a wealth of knowledge. And and also to see him and Steve Jenwick working together. Uh, Steve is, man, he's unbelievably good. Um, they were they were a perfect pairing. Um, and the last time I saw Al, I was actually at Capitol Studios in, in L.A., and uh, and I it, I think it was a, there was like a, a lot of flooding going on at the time, so uh, he was concerned about that. We you know we talked about he t- he took in all these rescue animals. He was really big and on rescuing dogs and cats, and and I think he had like the legal limit of how many animals you can have a house in LA. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but oh my God, just. Great it's guy. just so it's so sad. He's such a great yeah, guy. Yeah, well, I, like I guess sometimes just a little smaller without him now. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I can, I can. I, I mean, I, I, like I say, I, I don't have any direct experience. I don't know whether whether you do, uh, Dom. Whether he's, I'd imagine no, for any so, of us to have worked on anything that he makes would would probably mean yeah, you know, working yeah, in slightly I mean, different sounds, circles. It sounds like an amazing guy, and how amazing to not just know him, but to learn and 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 be taught by him. Just incredible. Um, no, I wish I'd known more about him. Paul, Paul Glenn in the chat mentioned his book, which I think sounds like a real, a real read. It's called Al Schmidt on the record, the magic behind the music. Um, and he was saying it was a must read book and it is available on Kindle and, and, and Amazon and stuff. So, uh, on here, on Paul Glenn's in the chat, thank you. Recommendation. I'm going to, I'm going to grab that cause it sounds brilliant. Let me just post uh, yeah, that. Link. I mean, this is an Amazon link. Obviously, you can get it in many other places as well. But I post that in. There's the also a, just so you know, there's an Al Schmidt plugin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, that? there is. Okay. I, I think Leapwig Leapwig makes it, um, and it's it's kind of a, a multifunction plugin. I haven't I haven't used it, I, and and now just daughter, I feel like getting it. I mean, I did get Capital Rooms, yeah. which uh, you know is the UAD, but it's got the shellacked room that that um, that that Al built like <laughs> he took me to this room. Oh my God, it's the most disgusting place underneath the car park at Capitol records. But it's a room that they went in and they, you know, they selected it. So it's all like really shiny and very, you know, obviously audio reflective too. It's old speaker there, a couple of mics. And that was his, that was his main reverb, <laughs> which it sounds great. And the, the, the UAD version of that reverb sounds great too. So yeah, I I can confess uh, we did. There's the other plugin. I'm just going to post the link into. Oh nice. Uh, post this in here. There we are. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, there's more we can, not much we can say, but I mean, led a long and very full life by the sound of it. Well liked. I mean, what more can you ask? You know, out of life that would be uh, that would, I'd like to be thought of in those ways. Though obviously not in any way. Uh, as high achieving, but uh, um, sad news. Okay, um, yes. have we got what else have we got? There's uh, uh, um, there was another another one. I'm Resonator. sure I had. Uh, 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 res uh, was that the resonance thing? Yeah, I thought that was it. Here we go. Transformer. This is an interesting. Yes. We'll we'll finish with this. Um, this is a. I've not really used resonators. I mean, there, I know there are some in in uh, Ableton Live, and this is a dedicated one. Which will just has uh, up to four resonators, tunable with lots of modulatable parameters, allow you to kind of create these really interesting uh, harmonic textures out of um, resonators. And I, I've I've never really explored any of these things. I must admit, this is a complete uh, new world to me. 
Um, unfortunately, they don't get to the uh, the other demos very quickly, so. Quite an interesting idea. It's almost, it, it almost, and I suppose it is in some ways quite similar to um, the idea of a uh, couple of strong, where you get these such tight frequencies that they ring and you get very, very um, short and uh, tonal stuff. I don't know, uh, Dom, are you, uh, are you familiar with the resonator? Is it something that you kind of reach Only for? since you sent the link over earlier, and it does sound really interesting. And, and I've just sussed, couple, couple of strong is basically. Um, granular, isn't it? It is taking a tiny little chunk. Yeah, kind of. And then it's just agitated, it. agitated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I just never connected the two like that. So, so to me, it sounds like a granular repeater echo type thing. Very, very, very tiny little samples extended over. Um, I, I would love. I, I need to download it and check it because I'm hopefully not doing them a disservice. But I'd love more info on what's actually going on, just from from the geek because it's like there are there are three settings for your resonator A, B, and C. Uh, and that's as far as it says. So I'd like to know kind of what A, B and C do. Not that it matters because I can use my ears, but, you know, I'd, I'd like a little bit more kind of background. Now, that was from watching the video, not from reading the manual and everything. So I'm sure just, it goes yeah, into I'm more depth. And I, see. I like the sound. It's, it's, um, it is granular synthesis, but it has a different type of control to it, the way they've laid it out. Um, and maybe there's some more going on under, under the hood as well. But I like, I like the way it's going to give me a new flavor or whatever with some different controls. So it shakes it up a little bit, which is nice. And certainly um, the ones I preferred were where the sound changed dramatically so they'd have a drum loop and then they'd switch it on and suddenly the drum loop would pause and it would dare i say bloom out a little bit but you had some con some control over that um mm. and i wasn't so much of a fan of it as an effect on a snare drum or, or whatever because it just sounded yeah, like a kind sort of, of yeah, the sort of thing you're trying forever to get rid of not enhance uh, yeah 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 <laughs> but where but where it was where it was a statement i think it was it was really effective so i wanted to explore it more but i didn't get a chance to download it before the show but definitely i, I, I like you know having having put some plugins together I'm, I'm liking the ones that do something different you know that actually change the game a little bit and even if it's uh, the same kind of methodology behind it that gives you different control over it that can that can bring you something interesting and this looks like one of those one of those plugins to me which is great. yeah there's a little bit of uh, I'm just play a little bit of this I don't know whether this is the I mean it can be used in quite ambient yeah oh that sounds nice I don't know Charles um yeah interesting I'm just like I say I'm just not I'm not familiar with resonators at all I must explore yeah. them well, they, we haven't been able to live, and I, I I use them occasionally in Ableton Live. This one, <clears throat> oh, by the way, I like the idea. Of, I, I think, I think Dom, I think you said this, the agitated chunk. I like the sound of that. <laughs> I'd like to claim I was on responsibility for that. But, what uh, is chunky uh, funk? And it's like, so here we go with the same theme again, agitated chunk. Um, that might be a, a show title. Let's, uh, I'll, I'll, oh, yeah, I'll write it could that be, down. yeah. Um, the, 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 what I heard on this one that I liked a lot was the, the way it sounded on bass. As strange as that is, it sort of did this, um, sort of like a, like a shimmer kind of reverb sound on bass. And I thought, oh, I, I, I really like the sound of that a lot. So maybe, maybe that's a good way to go with it yeah it's um, it's, I, I, sorry, it's also I should say it, it's rast sound uh i forgot to mention uh au it works mac and pc uh 
29 euros reduced from 39. So, you know, pretty cheap where some yeah. plugins go, right? Yeah, it looks really good. And the only thing that would keep me from getting it is, is that there are so many options for things like that in Ableton. Yeah, yeah that's so, true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it'd be too much for, but it's, I don't know, that's, that is awfully cheap. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't. I don't want to force anybody into making any purchases, but you know, uh, did I post the link? I'll just post the link in case I hadn't posted. I think I did, but I'll just put it in there anyway. Yeah, I think I might have done. Um, well, I, it feels like we're kind of towards the uh, tail end of our. We haven't, I haven't really got an end finally this week, apart from the. Can uh, I announce the winners of the Twitter? Oh yes, that's a what that a could be a oh, nice. Yeah, I've just, off. I've just all the colours just drained from me as you mentioned that. Oh. But that's not really fair, right? Okay, let me uh, bring up the. Uh, Let's do that and do yeah, Dom. So uh, I've awesome. got, so the, last week uh, you said you would give away three copies of your uh, Incinerator plugin um, to three randomly selected Twitter followers that we hopefully Indeed. generated. Indeed, and uh, and we got two hundred followers, which I think is astonishing. So if you ever fancy advertising on Sonic State, anybody, <laughs> it, it works. Um, so the three lucky people out of the random number generator machine is Carl Armstrong, who is at Carl G A Armstrong, Athens four four one, who is at Athens four four one, and Bowery Boy, who is at Bowery Boy I R L. Um, so I will uh, tweet you. Uh, and let you know serial numbers and everything for that. So thank you very, very much for entering. Um, and I'll probably send a tweet to everyone else with maybe a, a discount voucher or something just for taking part because I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to join up and tweet me. So everyone, everyone's a winner. So thank you very, very much indeed for that. Well, you're more than welcome, and thank you. It's, it's, it's the least we could do to repay you or any of our uh, pan, regular panellists for their continued free involvement, I might add. Uh, your time is always much appreciated. Um, I guess, though, that's that's kind of the end of uh, end of the show. Uh, thank you. Uh, like I said, uh, episode 6. six I wonder if I am. What happens if I do that? Oh, Jesus, the button's stuck again. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, and not only that, no, and, yeah. No. There we go. Real smoke, folks. I'll just have to get some of that out of the way. I hope it's not the greasy sort that gets stuck over everything. Uh, let's have a look. There we go. Yeah. Episode 666 is kind of uh, over. And um, thank you very much for, for listening and watching. It's been much appreciated. So, Charles, um, I'm, I'm hoping that you've got a little bit of free time now the weather's perked up and you're not going to be stuck indoors the whole time. Maybe we'll see a bit more of you, I, I hope. I, I hope I can be here. I mean, no, I'm, I'm, I'm busy... Well, because uh, Howard Jones is going to be hopefully doing some shows this summer. So we're about to oh, start right. rehearsals yeah, yeah, yeah. on that for two weeks out near you, out at Real World Studios. Ah, well, that could be the perfect cue for the beginnings of a get-together. That sounds perfect. Yes, absolutely. And I'll have, I'll have my car out there so I can always drive to wherever you are. Excellent. Um, uh, that yes, perfect. we're doing like a couple of weeks of rehearsals out there. And then uh, there's like a week and then a week of downtime for us to order things that we need for the new setup. And then another week of rehearsals that hopefully we do some shows in June. And then, uh, of course, I'm, I'll be wrapping up all my teaching this month. Uh, uh, I, I think someone had asked earlier and I saw in one of the chats, it's London Metropolitan University, for those of you who are wondering. Um, and yeah, so that's what I'm up to for the next month. But I'll try okay. to be here on Wednesdays if I can. Wow, that's much appreciated. Thank you. Okay. Uh, well, lovely to have you, Charles. And uh, I think we're back to... Uh, ah, there we go. D Demonic Hawking. <laughs> back. Thank Rock you for roll. joining us. Thanks, guys. 
Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's been fun as ever. Uh, episode uh, 666. Uh, that's... Uh, I do, am I still red? Yeah, I suppose I'm, I should have made that for everybody. That was Sonic Talk episode 666. That only is going to happen once. Um, thank you very much for watching, everybody. We'll see you all next time. Take care. Bye-bye now. Bye.